Hey y'all, welcome back to Well Work for Podcast. This is Brendan Boland. The next few weeks as we're on break into the next season, we're just doing some of the highlights from season one, two, and three, revisiting some of these critical conversations we had that are really, I think, helpful in this moment for anyone who is looking for work or, or looking for that next that next best thing, that, that, that alignment and fit in their life. So this one is Son Nguyen, and he, at the time, was working at LinkedIn. Son since moved on. He's now a director of human resources with Nike and so congrats to him and all of his advancement in the last few years that he's had in his career. Uh, but today, in this conversation that we had had a few years back, you know, Son really talks about how you can use your LinkedIn profile to showcase the work that you want to do and what you've already done uh, to really show the talents that you have. So hopefully it's helpful and, and always like going in and, and making those changes to, to make sure that we're presenting ourselves in the way that we want others to see us. On with the show. I'm pleased to introduce our next guest. He is the engagement manager at LinkedIn, and previously he was the senior lead campus recruiter for LinkedIn as well. And prior to that, he was the associate director of admissions for the University of Michigan School of Business. His accolades go on and on. We would love we're we're glad to welcome to the show Mr. Son Win. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Glad to be on. You know, we are going down this this path of networking and understanding how to do that. Cause we know that that's a critical part of becoming employed and be getting a job. So we really just want to start off this conversation by really talking about like, what is LinkedIn and how can it can be used as an effective tool? Yeah. You know, I, I think, it, you know, starting from scratch, um, you know, I look at us at a place that, you know, really is about connecting and creating economic opportunity. Um, you know, one of the big things for us is, you know, it goes beyond just a place to go and find like a job board. I, I think for me, it, it means more than that. It's a place where you can come on and and, and learn and engage with other people. Um, so I think as our, our platform has grown up and evolved throughout the last, you know, decade plus, um, you know, now there's people you can come on and just learn and listen from, you know, we now have LinkedIn learning where you can actually, you know, take learning paths and, and upskill yourself. Um, there's opportunities to uh, connect with influencers. There's opportunities now to even come on and, and, you know, market and sell in addition, just come on and getting a job. Um, you know, I think one of the things that I'm most proud of though is, is, you know, we want it essentially um, democratize the networking process. Um, you know, we want people to be able to, to get their opportunities regardless of where they went to school or how they grew up. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest part about why I've chosen to go work at a place like LinkedIn. Um, you know, I'm a first generation college student and first generation professional myself. Uh, my parents were both Vietnamese refugees that came over in the late 70s. And, you know, my situation is pretty rare, right? How many times is somebody like me going to end up at a place uh, like Notre Dame for undergrad and then Columbia for graduate school and then finding a great place in tech to work? And so it's a chance for me to pay it forward and, and giving people opportunity to really go out there and find people and, and find ways to get themselves a better job to support their families. Yeah, well, that's a that's a really interesting concept that you are um, 
saying that LinkedIn does that it helps democratize and break down barriers. How do you think LinkedIn breaks down those barriers? Because as we know, networking is so important. Yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously having access to um, internet and, and computers, the first step, and we realize that still not everybody has that. Um, and obviously, the other thing that we're thinking about, too, is when we say economic opportunity for the global workforce, we're talking about you know, not just the college-educated white-collar worker, but we do want to eventually make our platform, you know, open and welcoming to people from all all different backgrounds and, and different educational, um, you know, degrees, uh, non-degree, high school, all that. Uh, but I think where it starts is is really just the opportunity to to really just learn and connect from anybody on the platform. So let's say you log on, um, you start following a few companies, you start looking at a few jobs, you start connecting with a few people, the, the algorithm and the platform itself learns from your behavior and it'll eventually start showing you content that should be more valuable to you. So let's say you are a graduating college student, um, you know, not your typical tech job. So let's say you're not looking at software engineering, but you're looking at maybe a sales job or a marketing job. Um, and, you know, you went to community college and your local state school, you know, you're not drawing from the typical like Ivy League network that a lot of tech companies try to hire from. Um, but you go on there, you put yourself out there, you put the skills that you've attained um, throughout your high school jobs, the skills that you've attained through your college part time jobs, and maybe that one internship you did after your junior year. You go on there, you, you know, you talk about what you've been able to do. You make a few decent posts. People notice you. You even are able to connect with um, a recruiter that you wouldn't have normally talked to on campus. You know, like let's say LinkedIn, for example, for us, we believe in this idea called skills over schools. So um, as a campus recruiter, as a, you know, I'm not going to be traveling to college campuses. We don't have a group of 10 schools that we hire from exclusively. So uh, that's where I'm talking about where it opens opportunities, right? So that student right there would find me on the platform or I would find them on the platform um, without having to go to their campus. Um, that's one way. Another opportunity is, um, you know, we have a variety of, of free classes. We have a variety of, of different um, certifications you can do. That's, you know, more ways. And it's not just us, right? You know, you could do that on Coursera, a Udemy. Uh, a course hero. Um, lots of universities are offering free courses. And again, as you kind of put more things in your platform, it makes it more easy to search for you. So let's say you go to LinkedIn, okay? You're trying to use LinkedIn as a tool. I have no idea what this platform is. I want to get to understand what are the some of the first things that I should be doing when I get on the platform? You know, I think there's probably a good four or five quick steps to do. Um, for me, I think the first one um, is, is to make yourself human. And, and by that, I mean, put in your, your education, your experience, but also I think, you know, things like your headline, your about me and your headshot. So I'll start from there. When you create a profile, the platform is going to give you a bunch of pop-up menus on how to start. I think one of the quick and easiest things to do is to find a, you know, a, a decent headshot of yourself. So we see a human on the other end. You know, this is this does not have to be an Instagram picture. Doesn't have to be a Facebook type picture. We're just talking a basic headshot um, in front of a simple background for us to know that you're a human being because everybody on the platform wants to connect with other people. So once we see who you are, there's an opportunity for you to create a quick about me section. That is not your resume part. That's just five or six sentences on who you are. For me, I basically say, hey, I am someone who is um, into training and hiring entry-level talent. I've worked in college admissions. 
and corporate recruiting, and I'm there to help people in terms of their education or their jobs. And then I list a few of my skills. That's the about me section. I think another really important, easy, easy start is your headline. So right underneath your profile picture, you have a couple characters to just quickly show and share who you are to everybody else on the platform. Right now, my headline is simply LinkedIn recruiting for good because I'm doing a social impact project for LinkedIn right now in, in our response to COVID-19. It's, you know, instead of hiring sales trainees um, and MBAs, uh, I am hiring nurses. So it says LinkedIn recruiting for good. But normally my, my headline would say probably recruiter slash advisor slash consultant. Other people have things like, um, you know, marketing student slash aspiring HR professional um, slash, you know, social impact um, guru, right? So these are just really quick things for you to be known as. I think um, your headline's an easy easy shortcut to, to telling people who you are right away. You know, while we're on that topic, you know, I don't, I don't want to digress too much, but that's an interesting area for people to look. Um, you know, I think I see a lot of people try to shoehorn looking for opportunities or, or hiring me in the headline. I don't know that I would do that. I, I think if you're starting a LinkedIn profile from scratch or if you're just trying to optimize it a little bit, there's different ways to say that you're looking for a job besides using your headline for it. I mean, sure, you could probably put in, you know, aspiring software engineer or, you know, aspiring sustainability intern versus just saying looking for opportunities. I think there's other places in the platform that, you know, I can obviously walk everybody through in, in a little bit. Yeah. So you should say, I need a job. Somebody hire me. Yeah. There's other places for that. You could, it, it'll be very <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have a question then. Quick question. Should you wear business attire in your picture? You know, I don't think you need to. Now, I think there's a few exceptions to that. I think, you know, maybe if you're looking for a very traditional job in consulting or in investment banking, um, you know, if, if it's authentically you and that's the, you know, that's the, the brand and personality you want to show, yeah, then by all means, feel free to, to wear a tie or, you know, wear a button-up shirt with a, with a blazer or a sport coat, if that's you. You know, I think on LinkedIn, for the most part, the, the majority of our people don't go on with the full suit and tie. I think it's just really kind of who you want to portray yourself as. You know, for a while, I, I considered wearing a shirt and tie. I mean, I did when um, when I was working in MBA admissions, when it was a little bit more formal. But now that I'm working, uh, you know, in talent acquisition and tech, um, I'm just in a polo in front of a, my bookshelves. <laughs> you know, I haven't worn a suit for work in two years, which is a different change for me because, you know, working in college admissions at Notre Dame and at Columbia and at Michigan had to wear a suit and tie. Working in corporate recruiting at Target back in the early 2010s, I had to wear a suit and tie back then too. So this is a whole new world for me. But usually whatever is you, I'd say smart casual, business casual is probably a pretty safe bet. Okay. That's that's great tip. I mean, I've always wondered that because I think it's just something you go on there and you see so many professional people and I'm like, I should wear a suit to, to take this picture. So what are some common errors that people make? You kind of alluded to one of them about saying, okay, well, don't pay, hire me on my thing. But is there other things that people should avoid when making their profile? Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple quick things. You know, I think the first thing is, is honestly not putting enough information on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, one of the things about LinkedIn as a platform is you can think about it, building a best profile is similar to SEO, search engine optimization, right? Like you're trying to find ways to make yourself findable. 
So when I'm on the LinkedIn platform, um, in my tools, LinkedIn recruiter, other people that are hiring, you, you just click searches. They could do hashtag searches. You could do Boolean search strings, you know, and, ors, ifs, all those things. Make yourself easily findable. And, and by that, what I mean is, let's say you go to your experience. Don't just list your company and, and job title. Um, this doesn't have to be your full resume where you're putting in five or six bullet points with full on XYZ about each job, but it's important for us to at least put a couple things about each job. You know, what you were doing, what you were recruiting for, what you were programming, um, what you were writing copy for, you know, the account type of accounts you're working on. So it doesn't have to go as fully in depth as your resume, as I said, but at least having a few, you know, brief bullets or a couple sentences about what you did each job makes it easier for other people to find you. That's a really, really important step. I think a lot of people just put it a, a to bare bones. And when we start looking for people, we don't find people. I think it, it's a, a tremendous tool to get both pushed and pulled into, into jobs that people are looking for. So help yourself by adding a few things there. On top of that, you know, I think if you're early in career, it's totally okay to, to put a little bit about your, your coursework. Uh, you know, I always think volunteer activities and, and organizations are, are good to put on as well for more sophisticated recruiters and organizations. Uh, that's how we can find, you know, different volunteer courses. We can find different diversity organizations. We can find, you know, different leadership opportunities that you've had through some of the extra things you put on besides just your job title. I think that's really, really great. And that can fall under, you know, projects, accomplishments, awards, those are all great. And I think going back to earlier, you know, if you find the right companies and people to follow, it's going to make your your job search easier, not to mention just creating job alerts. I think in today's, you know, economic landscape, jobs are flying around fast and fierce or getting filled up. Um, it's competitive and it's a really quick shortcut is just to create job alerts. That way you find out when a job is available. You don't know how many applications a recruiter or a job can look for before they decide to close that job requisition down. So by following companies and creating job alerts, that's another quick, easy first step to do. Right. And, you know, to back to your, your thing on, on the, uh, the profile picture, I think I've seen a stat that we share, you know, we don't hide it all, but if you have a profile picture, I think you're 20 or 21 times more likely to, to get engaged with on the platform just because people know you're not just someone out there is trying to, to fish or, or spam other people. So little tip for you right there. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I rarely click on profiles that don't have a picture on them, even when I'm searching for people to talk to. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'm really interested because you've worked in so many different industries. You know, like you said, you worked at Target, you've worked in admissions when it's even for uh, universities and now you worked in LinkedIn. How do you use LinkedIn as a tool to like ingrain yourself in those kind of, do you need to model your profile or how you talk to people differently? I don't really know the question I'm asking, but mm -hmm. I'm sensing on trying to understand how do you modify yourself to go towards the industry that you want to be in? I think that there's two easy ways to do it, right? One is you know, and it's both a little bit of the long game. You know, I think when you're connecting and networking, you know, it, if you're intentional and you're thinking about your career and, and, and what you want to be long term, you know, have a couple plans. Um, I think one easy way to do it is to find people with the job you want. And you don't have to try to connect with them right away. You actually could, when you find someone on LinkedIn, you can choose to connect with them and, and try to form that relationship. You can also start by, by just following them and just, you know, looking them up and, and seeing what they post about and, and hearing what they say. But 
you know, let's say you're working in consulting and you eventually want to make the jump over into investment banking. It's not that hard to to go on to the search bar and, and look up investment bankers at different companies and different banks you want to eventually work at. And same goes if, if you want to work, you know, let's say you want to make the opposite switch, right? You want to make the switch from um, corporate finance into uh, higher education. You know, you can go on there and, and find people that are program managers in education and um, just look at their background, you know, look at, at what they've done, look at the type of experience that they've earned throughout time, you know, see what kind of posts they've made, see what type of content they share. And it's an easy opportunity to just go on there and learn and, and see what people from those similar backgrounds are like. And I think, you know, if you are going to make a connection with somebody and, and ask them to, to be a connection on LinkedIn, it's always important. And, you know, I don't always hit this every single time too, but, you know, always try to elaborate a little bit on why you want to connect with somebody. You know, um, that way they, you know, a lot of people will just, you know, accept your connection request anyways, just because LinkedIn is, is trying to be an open place like that. And most people come from a pretty good place, but you know, if you are trying to, to grow into a career, I think it's great to say, Hey, I'm so-and-so this is what I've been doing, but I, I really, really interested in, in doing something similar to what, what you're doing right now. Um, you know, can we connect? Can I just learn from you? Um, you know, and then at some point in the future, you know, you can make the ask to connect with them in that connection request, or you could just say, you know, I, I you know, I'm just here. I want to be able to learn from you. And, you know, it's okay if, if I ping you a question every once in a while, you know, start it slow. I, I think, you know, a, a faux pas a mistake would be to connect with someone and ask for a referral right away. Just, you know, by saying, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I see you are working in, you know, for the news organization at LinkedIn, I see a user design job. Do you think you can refer me right away? That's probably not the right way to do it. I think anytime you can play a little bit more of the, you know, just connecting and then learning and then eventually, you know, hoping for more later on is probably the best way to do it. I guess let's talk about that just a little more. So when you're trying to connect with somebody, let's say you find somebody on LinkedIn that you really want to talk to. This sounds like somebody you'd really that, you know, has a job you want, would love to like get to know them more. You say, so would it better be better to connect with them or message them? Because those are the two different, um, you know, options. You can either connect with them directly, send them a, a tiny little note or message them and say, hey, this is who I am. And like you were stating before, which would you say is a better way of going about doing it? Yeah. So there's a great point of clarification. Great. There, there's three ways, right? right. So um, connecting means it's it's a two-way street. So you're, you're kind of then... Um, connecting and in the connection request, you can write a few things. Um, and that way, you know, they, they see what you do, you see what they do. Um, you can choose to just follow them. So if it's someone that, uh, you know, has a lot of people, you know, someone that's probably more senior, maybe someone that I don't want to use the word, but maybe is a sort of influencer, you can just click the follow button. Um, mm-hmm. and that way you just, you see their, their content. Um, or you can also in-mail them. And that's what, probably what you're thinking as a message. And, and in mail, um, if you're just on the platform, you know, I think you have 10 to 15 at any point in time where you can basically cold message somebody without being a connection to them. I would say, you know, you want to use that cold message or in mail, maybe when, when you are looking at, at jobs uh, or maybe when someone, you know, is maybe even a recruiter, right? So let's say there's a recruiter that, that you know, you have had zero contact with, you don't know anything about, and, and you're you're actually in the middle of your really quick job search and um, you want to be noticed right away. 
I think that's sometimes like an in-mail can, can really serve as like a, a quick shortcut to, let's say, trying to, to get on their job radar or, or trying to get noticed. That's kind of why they exist. And that's kind of why on the platform, you, you have a limited number of them. Just because, you know, we don't want you to be able to go out and just spam a bunch of different people. I think you use in-mails very strategically. So when it's a really big deal to you, when, you know, maybe you try to connect and, and you know, they haven't been able to respond yet, you might be able to use that in-mail to say, hey, just want to reiterate that, you know, I've just recently applied for this job. You know, I see that you're the recruiter on here, or I see that you're the hiring manager here. If there's an opportunity, I I'd love to speak with you about it more. That might be the place to use an in-mail. But otherwise, I think as long as you add a message to your connection request, that probably works the best. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's great to know. So I have another question that's kind of more back to something you said in our, in the beginning of our conversation. So I used to be a job developer for for like refugees and immigrants and people who just came to this country and like to, and I imagine having if I was like to try to have this conversation with them of like you need to get LinkedIn in order to like even network even within your own stratosphere of jobs that you're trying to do they would just basically laugh at me because mm-hmm. it's a lot of you know a lot of technological hurdles that they need to face and then how do they use it effectively? And then they'll be like, dude, I'm just trying to get a job at Target or I'm just trying to get a job as a security guard. You were you kind of alluded to this before, but like the diversity practices and going towards more population that's not as technologically inclined. What are some of the things that can be done in that arena? Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple of things. Um, and I, I will say that we, we really do talk about this a lot. You know, we've, we've named a number of huge research projects at LinkedIn, you know, like everything from Project Everyone to, you know, obviously, as I said, you know, democratizing the, um, you know, opportunity, um, all things matter to us a lot. So um, we've done everything from trying to simplify the sign on process and and have, have it walk you through like in the past, you just you know, signed on, there were no pop-up menus. There was probably a link to like how to set up your profile. But now um, for people who are jumping on for the first time, pop-up boxes show up and it kind of teaches you how to sign up in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to make that a little bit easier for people who aren't super tech savvy. Um, For people who don't have college degrees, uh, we spent a decent amount of effort. I think we just about finished it last year, but I think from 20 midway through 2016 through 2017, we actually went through and and try to log all the high schools in the United States. So for people who didn't go to college, we wanted them to be able to at least share a little bit about their background and education, potentially, you know, share more about themselves and connect with other people. You know, you can enter your high school if that's the part of this education you've received. And we've also tried to add uh, what we call learning paths and really quick, easy areas of free learning on LinkedIn learning. So it could be something as small as someone who just wants to learn how to, to basically use Excel or maybe someone who wants to become a project manager or someone who, let's say, has finished high school. You know, they, they came to the United States, uh, you know, when they were middle school, went to high school in the United States and were like, you know what, I don't have the opportunity to go to college. You know, maybe I want to try doing like an entry level sales job, right? Like those right. those jobs should be available for people, depending on what your background is, right? Depending on the company, some places want you to have a college degree to be able to work in sales. Some places don't. We want to be able to, to say, hey, for, for places that hire that don't need all these extra things and, and you know are, are willing to, to be very flexible and basic requirements, we want you to be able to just come on and make a, a basic 
profile, show who you are, and even, as I said, get some of those those skills and learning paths to jobs. Um, there's, we've got obviously since LinkedIn is owned by by Microsoft now, we had this big deal last week, and I think the website is opportunity.linkedin.com. Um, that has opened up probably 25 different career areas. It's opened up dozens, if not hundreds of rotating free courses, um, as well as access to employers to look for those people that, you know, have some sort of skill and desire, um, but aren't easily searchable. Um, and, and that's something that, that LinkedIn and Microsoft are working on very, very, uh, closely in the next couple of years to make sure that we get as, you know, get people as, as, as much opportunity jobs as possible, regardless of background. Well, yeah, that's, that all sounds amazing. So, I mean, that was kind of a perfect transition into my final question, which is like, what do you see as the future of LinkedIn? What do you hope for this platform? And, and how do you see this as a tool that can help proliferate, you know, breaking down racial barriers and uh, creating a more diverse workforce? I think there's, there's a number of areas that, that we're going to see here. And I think it, it also impacts the, the future of work, right? So I think... Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people think the future work's going to be fully remote. I'm not sure that I. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I hope not. I'm into that. I think the future. Yeah, I think the future work should be flexible, right? I think people who draw energy from being around other people, you know, the old school shaking hands and kissing babies and, and being with your team, like I think that that should still be an option. I think for some people that want to work remote, that you know, having a platform like LinkedIn where they could find companies that don't necessarily care where you are. That's a good area. But I think the best place for LinkedIn is, as I said, getting beyond being just a job board. Um, I think as LinkedIn becomes kind of a, a one-stop shop where you can come and, and learn, engage with other people, that's important. I think things you'll begin to see will be, um, you know, an opportunity to apply, but also interview on the platform, you know, I think there'll be opportunities to, you know, use LinkedIn video, there'll be opportunities for people to come on and just, you know, you know, build a resume from your profile, if they want something more formal. Um, But just being convenient, I think for for people who don't necessarily have time in their lives, um, given their work or their other duties to be able to pop on LinkedIn, take care of a lot of things, um, you know, whether it's video interviewing, whether it's live video interviewing, whether it's, um, you know, an assessment on LinkedIn for these different jobs. Like, I think that might be very, very helpful. Um, but I think, you know, we spoke about this before, um, the accessibility piece. I think, um, you know, as we do more partnership with LinkedIn and with different organizations, um, you know, whether it's places like Year Up or The Last Mile, um, you know, places that that really open up opportunities for people who, who wouldn't normally be on it before, that's going to, that's when we'll know, right? That's when I think we'll see a lot of people who wouldn't normally be uh, creating profiles as, as they jump on and, and just take the opportunity to learn a little bit more and connect with others. That's when I think we'll begin to see, you know, real growth. Because right now, you know, we probably have, uh, you know, six, 700 million people that use it and, and you know, the overwhelming majority are people, um, you know, that typically work white collar type jobs. Um and, you know, there's a couple of things that we're doing, you know, we, we've um, made, let's say, you know, little mom and pop shops, they've been able to create, let's say a LinkedIn poster with a uh, QR code on it. And someone with LinkedIn platform can actually walk by, scan the QR co- code and 
get the easy link to the job. So let's say, you know, someone's running a small grocery store in rural Iowa, and normally, you know, they wouldn't be, you know, buying a license for LinkedIn recruiter to go look for workers, but they just have a LinkedIn QR code at the door. When someone walks in, it's like, oh, we're looking for help. Boom, take a picture of the QR code, go to their quick and easy application. That, that might be one quick, easy way to do it. Um, you know, we're trying things like that all the time. Um, that's one way to do it. You know, I, I think another thing that I, I do want to mention before we get off is, you know, we, you know, we're very, very aware that there are a lot of people looking for, for work right now. Um, and there is a new tool that, that I think is really, really cool. So um, regardless of your background, regardless of, you know, of, of what you've done, we've we've made this tool available and we're rolling it out to, I think, almost 100 percent. We will make it available to everybody very, very soon in the next few days or weeks. Uh, if you have a LinkedIn profile, there's a couple of things to do. You can check a box that says open to opportunities. And when you say open opportunities, people at your company don't necessarily know that you're looking for a job. And that's okay. If you want to be discreet um, in terms of like looking for an opportunity, then there's a box you can check in profile that's called open opportunities. Um, but we created a brand new tool that came out last week and it's called open to work. Um, if you go on LinkedIn, you can look up a hashtag open to work. Um, but also if you go to your LinkedIn profile, um, you can... You can edit it and, you know, there's an opportunity to click open for work. Um, you basically, if you just go on the platform, you search for the hashtag, there'll be other people that tell you how to use it. But what happens if you're open to work means a little green circle will appear on your profile picture that says open to work. Um, it'll create a preformed hashtag and a preformed post, and that helps you appear uh, in searches, it helps people immediately see right away that, that you're looking for work right now. So uh, for people that need help right away, hashtag open to work is a really cool tool that we just premiered. That's amazing. I mean, I didn't even know that was that was a thing. And that's great to know. I know, like, as you said, there are millions of people out of work right now due to this crisis that we're in. And a lot of people need help. And I know that using LinkedIn effectively can give people that help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, I think, is a, a perfect place to stop. Thank you so much, San, for coming on to the program. I've learned so much in our very short time that we've been here. And I know that people who are listening will also find it invaluable information. Absolutely. Hey, if you need anything else, you know you know how to reach me. Uh, you know, if, you have a, if you have a couple random extra questions, feel free anytime, okay? I... I have never followed anyone on LinkedIn. So I, I never even thought of that as a productive tool. But he was saying, and what I thought was interesting was that if you follow people and you follow um, companies, you can get a jumpstart on whenever they're hiring or information that might be invaluable to you to get a job there. So it was an interesting thing to look at and and kind of, like you were saying, building your voice, it's it just how he constructed his profile. It's It was just a lot of the questions that I've always had and never had somebody actually answer for me. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely in the last few years, I've noticed a change, right? You go on the, the loading page, which is curated for you and has all these posts that people are making. And I've never really contributed in that way. I've never added anything that I've tried to write or publish or opinions that I've had. And yet, I recognize, especially in the last few months, I've just seen a lot of this outpouring of content that's coming 
And and it makes sense, right? Because that means that people can see that it gets stored in your activity. It it just gives you a higher profile that that kind of do it going all the way back to what Chad was saying was if people are interested in you, you're going to be much more desirable as a candidate when when these opportunities arise, right? And it and it kind of goes back to making yourself a human because giving you posting on LinkedIn makes people understand who you are, what you believe in, uh, do you align with their values? A lot of these different things that we don't even, I guess, because you know we see LinkedIn, the people who use it, at least I do, as a specific tool to just help you get a job. But what someone was trying to allude to is that it's more than that. Like, of course, that is its goal, but it's also a bigger community, kind of like what we're trying to provide here. All right, well, now we're going to go to our famous segment, Name That Job. Okay, this this job is urgently hiring, okay? Oh, okay. Urgently hiring. We are in Washington, D.C. as well. Mm. We are looking for a responsible, detail-oriented, and motivated person with a positive attitude to work at one of our high-end residential apartments in downtown D.C. as a blank. Must have outstanding customer service, a professional appearance at all times, and able to follow directions. You will be meeting many interesting and influential people. You will have to lift boxes at times with a weight capacity of up to 25 pounds. Pass a background check, and you must be able to get to work on time. Flexibility is a plus since we have multiple buildings in the area and we may ask you to cover other shifts if needed. You need to be a team player and respectful of your coworkers. It's fifteen to sixteen dollars an hour. Language is English required. There's benefits. There's paid time off. Their communication method is used as phone and in person. And this is interesting. I thought because it says this job is, and it says a good fit for applicants with gaps in their resume or who have been out of the workforce for the past six months or more. And a good job for someone just entering the workforce or returning to the workforce with limited experience and education. A job for which all ages, including older job seekers, are encouraged to apply, open to applicants who do not have a college diploma. Brendan Bolin, name that job. At first I thought it was sales. I thought maybe they were selling the apartments and doing that the kind of a real estate approach. But then you shifted some things there. Uh, doorman? Door person? Not a door person. Think concierge. A concierge. Perfect. That's it. Front desk, front desk concierge. That's uh mm. that's a job. This is a very upscale apartment building. <laughs> Apparently, many influential people live there. I'm surprised that you went with a Trump Tower post. Yeah. <laughs> uh well, you know, it was interesting. So mm-hmm. now this is not a funny job. It's just more interesting than the other one. So this one, we're shifting all the way over, and this is coming to you from Montana, all right? Shout out to Bozeman. <laughs> Full-time position on a large blank in, in Conrad, Chinatown, Montana area. I, could, I butchered that name. Up-to-date operation with late model equipment and new heated calving, calving facilities. A family-owned and operated blank. This position will be full-time, year-round employment with weekends off except during busy season. Compensation depends on experience with housing available. 
must have experience driving large farm equipment and trucks with current driver license for employment. If interested, please email your contact information and send inter- uh, send resume for inter- for review. That's it. It's a cowboy. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Farm ranch. It just says farm ranch on it. Mm. So I'm assuming, yes, it's a cowboy. There you go. I gave it away, but it's fine. No, I mean, that's cool. So, you know, that makes me think, you know, the comment that they make about you may have to work weekends during busy hours. I was looking at a post, speaking of LinkedIn, LinkedIn sent me a potential job for a education specialist within the Federal Bureau of Investigation Hmm. in San Francisco office. Okay. And so it it seems like it's just a normal FBI agent, but they apparently (laughs) want somebody with an education background. So I don't quite know why. But one of the things that it said was you have to work a minimum of 50 hours a week. Holy crap. And then also potentially, you know, other hours, nights and weekends and these things. And I just I don't know that that kind of struck me. I'm like, wait a minute. Why? Why is the expectation to work 10 hours more than the normal work week? Right. With 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 law enforcement. I found that surprising. Maybe that's just the job, you know. But all right. Yeah. So that's our name that job segment. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. And yeah, we just want to thank, you know, Son Win for coming on our program again. Uh, it was a fascinating conversation and we'll be continuing this this topic of networking and using LinkedIn as a tool moving forward in the weeks to come. Yeah, definitely. You know, this week for our positive plugs on the WordPress site, which is will work number four podcast.wordpress.com. We'll make sure to put all the links that Son mentioned, you know, the open opportunities, the hashtag open to work. Uh, the learning platform, opportunity.linkedin.com. So we'll have all of those there if those are something that interests you to help kind of help you make these connections. Yeah, and as always, you know, please email us with your rejection letters, your triumphs, your tribulations, whatever. We really want to hear from you guys to, you know, help us gather more of a community for this show. And you can email us at Will work the number four podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can find me at regrets underscore never. And I'm at Cherry Street Beats. Okay. And, you know, have a good week. Yeah, <laughs>